This podcast was created to educate listeners on the experiences of diverse individuals. However, all opinions expressed by the host or guests do not reflect the overall standing of Tarleton Radio or Tarleton State University. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Making Space a Diversity Dialogue. I'm your host, Cole. And this is a bi-weekly podcast where together we'll have questions answered about socially sensitive topics while learning how to create lasting relationships with diverse people. Now this week is going to be a little different. I'm going to give you all some background and then we'll talk about what the topic is going to be for this episode. First off, Tarleton State University began classes on August 20th and we have officially been back to school for about a week and a half now at the time of this recording. Tarleton State has established a model they call the HyFlex system for classes. It allows students to choose three different ways to tailor their education to their health circumstances during the COVID-19 pandemic. The first is the traditional face-to-face version of class with added safety procedures like required face coverings, limited capacity classrooms, A and B scheduling for students in person, and contact tracing via attendance records. The second is a synchronous system of joining class via Zoom, meaning that students will attend class at the scheduled class time over a Zoom meeting. The final version is a fully online class with Zoom lecture recordings and other online forms of assignments on the online platform. While professors and students are still juggling these changes, there is another aspect of college that I'd like to address in this episode student involvement and activities. The Student Affairs and Involvement Office at Tarleton State plans events and other activities that keep students engaged and help develop the relationship with the campus. This relationship is important because not only does it help students become engaged and make for happier students, but it also encourages Tarleton pride that reflects in the students' academics. Essentially, if a student feels connected with the campus or other students, they are more likely to do well academically. However, due to the COVID-19 pandemic and other safety precautions, many university events have been canceled, postponed, or altered. To give an answer to the many students, parents, and alumni's questions, Dr. Kelly Styron, the Vice President of Student Affairs, agreed to do an interview with me on the topic of Tarleton events and activities for the fall semester. So I'm going to go ahead and go to that interview. I hope you guys enjoy. My name is Colleen Hughes from Tarleton Radio Station, and I am joined by Dr. Kelly Styron, Vice President of Student Affairs at Tarleton State University. We are so happy you could join us today. How are you doing so far with the semester? Thank you. I'm happy to join you as well. Well, I think it's been a very challenging semester, but I think Tarleton students, faculty, and staff are up to the challenge, so we are managing. Thank you for having me. Great. Now, uh, let's go back to spring and kind of get your mindset into that. As an administrator for students and a facilitator of student involvement, what were your first thoughts when COVID-19 hit? Well, just really the the big unknown, you know, what does this mean for our students? How can we care for our students? What's this going to change? And everything started moving very rapidly with planning and tackling the issues and trying to see five days down the road, 15 days down the road, 30 days, you know, and and then not knowing exactly how far down the road we were going to try and have to forecast and plan, but we were were staying on it. Yeah. It did seem like it was uh, 
very quick to happen. I, I, I know over spring break, at least, they extended spring break. So it was just week by week, wasn't it? It was. It was a very, you know, let's put one foot in front of the other. Let's meet this challenge. Let's meet the next challenge. But yes, when I had um, the extension of spring break and then we used that next week to flip all the classes and make additional plans, both in student affairs and in academic affairs, it all started happening very, very quickly. And then we, we could tell that we were in it for the long range. And so we were needing to, to tackle that with very careful planning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, you had that quick kind of planning and um, canceling of things and the flipping of classes online. Can you give us an idea of what happened over the summer, trying to figure out what you were going to do over fall? Sure. So the summer was spent very efficiently. I think we, we used hundreds and hundreds of hours planning from all divisions on campus to make sure that the safest educational environment could be created. Everything from new technology purchases and some technology upgrades to ensure students who could take classes um, be able to take classes in any of the three ways in order to allow mm-hmm. students who are ill or who don't want to attend in person to still have that valuable access to the education, as well as heavily detailed cleaning schedules to keep all the campus spaces as clean as possible to enhance a healthy environment, as mm-hmm. well as looking at living arrangements. You know, um, in some semesters, we've tripled up in some of the rooms, but that's not, we're not able to do that with beds this year because of the six right, of um, minimum, you know, so just looking at every what seem what, what in normal circumstances might seem like small details, but each one of these is a very big, crucial detail. And so just top to bottom, bottom to top, going over and over details, trying to plan for every scenario. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some of those, you talked about cleaning um, and housing a little bit. What are some of the precautions that you're taking um, specifically for events and activities and student involvement? Yes, so every event has to have an individualized plan, Um, so they put that forward for approval and several um, layers are going to be looking at that and part of that approval process includes um, what is your safety plan, so what things can you as the event organizer put into place to help minimize or mitigate the spread of this, what are the cleanup actions afterwards to help minimize or mitigate the spread Mm -hmm. of COVID-19, and then what are the bonuses, you know, when you weigh the bonuses with the with those concerns, do we need to have this specific event? And so we're very conscientious of the fact that um, we're very conscious of the uh, fact that we need to have on-campus events in a safe environment. We don't want students to be here and not be able to enjoy any of the amenities that we right. offer on a beautiful campus when we're usually, you know, just chock full with all sorts of, of student activities. But the same things that are going on in classrooms with social distancing and the cleaning supplies that are there that allow people to wipe down their spaces. We want every event, whether it has outdoor tables, outdoor seating, um, if it's a come and go event, how are we spacing people? How are they queuing up in lines? Mm -hmm. Um, Are we allowing people to, people by students to grill their own food at some of these activities? No, we're not. So Mm -hmm. now you're looking at a catering uh, event so that the food can be prepackaged and safely handled by food distributors who are very Um, careful with all the food handling. So just a a, a completely different layer of detail on each and every event than what we're normally used to. We're used Mm -hmm. to pulling off lots of um, A-plus events, (laughs) and now it has to be A-plus on the regular scale and A-plus on a COVID safety scale. Right. So you mentioned, of course, that you have to go through and make sure all of these organizations have all those check marks, like, finished, 
should we expect less events then this semester because you're taking longer here um, in the overview phase? Right. Well, I, I have not done a numerical comparison, but certainly, you know, now that we're not having football, now that that's been postponed mm -hmm. to the fall, then all of those tailgating and weekend events that are always complimentary and lead up to uh, the football games, so those won't necessarily be happening in total. So I haven't done a one-for-one -one comparison, but I do know that the events which we are allowing to take place, I have a special emphasis on student interaction, student engagement, in a manner that we think we can safely offer, because we want them, again, to have um, offerings on campus, because um, campus is, you know, is where we, where mm -hmm. we have the best chance for supervision and the best chance um, for SSC to do a great job cleaning and sterilizing, and we think that the we are most um, available to do it responsibly here on campus, and so that's our goal. That makes sense, and I know it's really important for students to have an on-campus connection for their future in education, too. It is, you know, and so I went to an event um, a week ago Sunday. It was the, uh, it was an event at Heritage Park, just part of Howdy Week, just a welcome back. Ah, yes. So it was, and so normally we would have grilled those hot dogs ourselves and served them, but instead Sodexo um, did that for us, mm -hmm. and we had one person passing out condiments, and the line for snow cones was really, really long, but I sat around, and we, we had chairs spaced out across Heritage Park, and I sat around and discussed with different student groups, wearing my face covering, they were wearing theirs, mm -hmm. you know, how have your first two days of classes been? What do you like about something like this? And so some of them had just walked across from Honeywell over to Heritage Park to have this. And they were just talking about, you know, how it's their new community. It's their new yeah. home here on campus. We had some upper level students come from off campus to participate as well. But those students we were really engaged and it's those kinds of signature events that are not typical, uh, you know, in a regular home life. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't can't just walk across the street and have a picnic any day of the week with that, but have it all catered and all, you know, already prepared right. for you. Any work on your part. Um, some students were uh, playing some other games. We had a DJ. And so it was, it's a fun event. And those are the things that help students draw them together into small discussion groups where they can meet new people, make new friends, mm -hmm. and just talk about the two of the students I discussed, uh, had a discussion with or from a small town not far from here. And um, Stephenville feels really big, you know, but they felt like they <laughs> sense of community and a sense of home right here on campus. Mm -hmm. Now, taking a look at some different kinds of students, since um, we do, Tarleton has offered the high flex model, which is uh, you can have your in-person classes online via Zoom um, at different times and fully online. How do you guys plan on offering events for those students, the ones who chose specifically online? or just attending over Zoom? Yes, so we have the virtual first year experience. So for students who enrolled in that, they may choose to come to Tarleton on campus in the spring, but for right now, we are trying to supply um, some virtual events. And so each of the different departments, but specifically the Zimmerman Office of Student Engagement is working on lots of different offerings. But I talked to ODI IP just uh, last week and they are looking at something as well. So with each event, if it gets approved for on-campus, the secondary question is, can you offer it virtually simultaneously? Or if you had to, if something else happened, can you flip it virtually uh, in a timely manner? And so we're trying to supply those needs for students, meet those mm -hmm. needs, but also not over-inundate them because they of need course. to, you know, they certainly have the high flex model available for class, any of the three modalities, and they're taking advantage of that. 
but because they're taking advantage of that, we don't want student affairs activities to necessarily compete with their screen time. So just sense. like they were on campus and they pick and choose what they go to and when they go to, we want to have a, a nice menu of offerings that allows them to, to pick and choose. That I did meet with three different student groups last Monday evening. Um, so in total across the different meetings, it was, it was over 200 students wow. that I traveled to different places. And I asked them how their first, uh, three days at that point of class had gone, and they were very complimentary of the of the Hyflex model. They felt like it okay. did offer, as its name lends, um, some flexibility. It was going to allow mm -hmm. them, you know, some of those students need to work because due to COVID, maybe their parents have been laid off or their hours have been cut. Mm -hmm. So now they can attend, they can take care of their work responsibilities if their schedule has changed, but then they'll also have the ability to watch a captured lecture later mm -hmm. on and not get behind. So they can stay up with their financial obligations, stay up with their studies in their academics. And that flexibility is very, very important in this time where everything seems to be moving on a mm -hmm. sliding scale or a moving target. And so I think the students are doing well with that. I think we all need to be flexible and patient because technology is not going to work 100% of the time. So we need to right. all work on our learning curve um, and give the faculty a chance to get into their, uh, you know, their step with how everything's going. And I think for students, you know, who are maybe watching synchronously, it's a new experience to raise your mm -hmm. hand on a, on a Zoom class versus raising your hand in class. But I have no doubt that the Charleston faculty, staff, and students can do it. We just need a little time to to get in, of course, and get into our routine. But we're gonna we're gonna beat this. Yes, yes, and I I've heard from students already that uh, specifically for working students it has been very good, but also for students who are immune compromised. So I think so far it's doing a good job. We're still learning technology, but we're <laughs> doing good. Well, immune compromised um, and just any students who are. Um, in isolation or quarantine mm -hmm. this way, you know, because so many of them, I've called and talked to them and they say, but I feel great. And I say, yes, but you've got to spend that exact number of days that your doctor recommended and you're not going to miss a beat because you can do everything because of the high flex model. And so it offers our long-term, our students who may have long-term immunodeficiencies, that ability, but it also offers the students who are on a 10 day isolation, 14 day quarantine or whatever other period of time their doctor or their physician has required uh, to, to stay up with class, you know, so let's all work on that 4.0 starting today. Right. Now, since we discussed health procedures, I wanted to ask if some Tarleton students are not complying during your events that you sanctioned to safety procedures, how will you guys re respond to that? So not complying, meaning... Uh, um, maybe refusing to wear a face mask or, or things of that nature or not social distancing. Right. So, you know, those standards um, are there for our benefit. The CDC has put the standards out and has shown that we can reduce the spread of this disease. We want all Tarleton students to be safe and healthy. And so everybody has to do their part to keep themselves safe and healthy, but mm -hmm. to keep their neighbors safe and healthy. So at the event that I was speaking about, I was there and as I walked around and visited with students, I for whatever reason, wasn't hungry that night. So I didn't eat anything that night. But students obviously are going to take their mask down while they eat and drink. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, a lot of students just forget because it's still right. relatively new. And so um, as I was just walking through, you know, I just gave a gentle reminder. I said, hey, you know, I'm going to need to see that face covering on. Thank you. And not one person didn't do it. So it's really just well, developing a new healthy habit. 
but what we can all do is, you know, I have to work on my own personal healthy habits and everybody has to work on their own. But if you see a friend or neighbor or someone who you don't know, you are able to tell them, hey, you know, face coverings are required on campus. Why don't you put that up? And so we're hoping that through peer enforcement of just a positive behavior that's good for all, we will be able to achieve that. If, however, there is someone who refuses to follow the campus guidelines, then a referral incident form is available on the web to refer them to the Dean of Students. But okay. by and large, what we are seeing is that students want to do the right thing. You know, Texans take care of Texans, and they want to mm -hmm. do the right thing. Sometimes they just need to be reminded of it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Just a general reminder that, hey, this is best for everyone, um, not only for others, but for yourself, too. That makes sure. sense. I think just a couple more things. Uh, you mentioned with the Welcome Back Picnic, that's one of your pivotal events for fall to kind of set that community for incoming freshmen and just students in general. How will Tarleton be approaching those kinds of events during this time, like Purple Pancake, Silver Bugle? I know that football isn't happening, but how, how are those things going to happen? Great question. So we have already made the decision to move homecoming to a spring event, and that announcement has been emailed to all students. But in addition to that, we are going to continue with some of our fall traditions so that students get a taste, if you will, of right. what homeschool would be like. So we'll be doing a portion of those events in the fall and the remainder of those events in spring in conjunction with homecoming week. That recommendation is still under the um, draft position mm -hmm. of the homecoming committee, and I hope to receive that draft um, pretty soon to be taking that forward to cabinet. So there will still be some signature events this fall so that the students do get, like mm -hmm. I said, taste of it and can get really excited about the things that are happening in the fall, but can get just too excited when they make that 4.0 in December and they come back in the spring for the spring semester. So That's we're going to be working through the best of both worlds, but again, looking at crowd size, mitigating mm -hmm. risks, and hosting events that are doable under the current scenario. Right. When should students look for that kind of information to be announced? Well, homecoming was originally slated for October, so I anticipate, you know, this is August 31st, but mm -hmm. I anticipate, I know this won't run till tomorrow, I anticipate that that um, recommendation will be received in September and approved by the cabinet, so I would envision um, early in September being able to okay. get that information out if there aren't any um, major questions that the cabinet might have on, on how to split those events and make it a fun fall and a fall, fun spring. Nice. Now, uh, final thing, are there any points that we haven't discussed that you want students and listeners to know about? I can think of a couple. Um, first, I did want to just give a plug for the CARES Act. So okay. Charles received several million dollars, and we still have $2.5 million of that for the fall semester alone from the federal government. So the, the application for the CARES Act opened on August 20th, so the first day of class, mm -hmm. it is still open. I believe we have over 2,000 applications right now, but we have over 14,000 students. So if there are any students listening to this and you have had any financial burden issues related to COVID, you need to get online at charlton.edu and go to our COVID page, or you can search just CARES Act, and it will take you right to the application. It's a very simple application, and we want you to fill that out. The good thing about the way Tarleton is doing this is that we always do things, you know, for the betterment of our students in mind. So not only will you get a review for CARES Act money, but students will also get a re-review of their financial aid because something that could have happened in COVID um, maybe happened since the student filled out their financial aid form, their mm -hmm. FAFSA form. That makes and so sense. Yes. 
if parents have lost jobs, if your caregiver has lost jobs, if you have had your hours cut back, they are first going to look and see if there is any financial aid money that's out there through the federal uh, federal grants and those sorts of things, or Texas grants. And then after they have awarded everything that you can get there, they won't put you in for any loans. This, this would all be grant money. Then they'll come back and also look at the CARES money. So I've had some students write the, you know, just wonderful thank you notes. And it wasn't, I didn't do anything. It was the staff at Tarleton, mm -hmm. the great staff in business services and in student affairs who handled those processes, those requests, and in financial aid. But through the the those three groups working together, sometimes students asked for one amount and they found that they got additional financial aid plus some CARES Act money and they were able to take care of some very important expenses, electrical bills, rent, car payment, and their tuition bill, you know, some of those things mm -hmm. like that. So I just want to say, I don't want any student to say, oh, I'm not going to give it a shot. If they have a question, they should apply and let us do our due diligence in order to determine if there's any financial aid money that or CARES Act money that could be allocated their way because it's that's what the government gave it to us for and we need to use that for the benefit of right. our students. Of course. I think the other thing that I wanted to talk about is just our, our record enrollment and mm -hmm. what potential this semester has. You know, I would love at the end of the fall semester for Dr. Hurley to say, look at what our Tarleton student body did. They rose to the challenge. We admitted this many new students. We had these kinds of successes and just let him tout one thing after another, but that it all came back to Texans taking care of Texans and that we helped do the right thing from a health standpoint, but we also stayed on top of our academics and did all of our studies and all of our assignments. We used technology and leveraged that because it's 2020 and I'm very thankful that we have Zoom and Teams. Oh and yes, me as well. Yes, all of the other accoutrements that we have, the software packages available so students can talk to their faculty and find out what's going on. And at the end of the semester, when we hold that December commencement, it would just be wonderful for us all to be able to list so many things that we're grateful for. You know, not just that we got through the semester, but that we did so with flying colors. And I think we can do it if everybody will just do their part. And that's the key is everybody's got to do their part link arms with their neighbors and, and help uh, your friends and neighbors do their part as well. But together we can do it. I'm confident mm. of that. Yes, yes. Uh, well, I hope the semester goes very well for everyone, all the students as well as um, on the administration side. And hopefully spring will be good for our homecoming events and our football finally, right? Right. Be one exciting. Yes. And, yes. And well, you know, some of the winter sports are still going to take place, but okay. right now, you know, we, we've got to focus on September, focus on our grades and our assignments, and just watching the semester as it goes by, staying up with our studies and keeping ourselves healthy, using good hand washing, good social distancing, wear those face coverings, be responsible inside your living space and out, and take care of business. And, mm -hmm. you know, this semester is going to go okay if we'll all take care of business. All right, Dr. Styron. Thank you so much uh, once again for joining. I know you had some medical issues and you're back up and running. So thank you for joining me. Well, thank you very much. It was good to talk to you. All right. Bye. All right. Once again, that was an interview with Dr. Kelly Styron, the Vice President of Student Affairs at Tarleton State University. I really enjoyed having her on and I hope that answered some questions out there for you folks. Now, of course, we went over a lot of information today and there's plenty of material out there. 
um, about this topic and we're still learning how to deal with safety procedures and the COVID-19 pandemic and how to approach sports and activities, but I, I hope that you guys got some answers here. Now, if you'd like to learn more about how Tarleton is dealing with things, I'll include a link to what they call the roadmap down in the description so you can check that out if you're curious. If there is still a question that you guys had that I didn't cover, please message us on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's the Planet 100.7 on all of those platforms. Be sure to follow us for updates on the show there as well. Now, check back next episode where we'll be releasing a live recording of Tarleton's Office of Diversity and Inclusion and International Programs Diversity Dialogue. We did a little bit of that last semester. Unfortunately, it was cut short, but there are some live dialogues that you'll hear. The topic for this next one is mixed heritage and specifically African Latinx identities. It's going to be really interesting and I hope that y'all will enjoy it. Until next time, be safe out there, folks, and take care.